0: When did he make him shit himself?
1: 1991, uh, when he was working as the uh, stunt coordinator for Out for Justice, which is what we should have been watching.
0: Oh, so he hasn't shit himself yet. That's yeah. why he's so confident. Well, he hasn't, right.
1: good for he hasn't him. shit himself at the hands of Judo Jean LaBelle. I'm not <laughs> going to rule out that he That's has an shit himself at any point prior.
2: There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. I'm sweaty. We are three masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, set around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Got it. And Casey. I'm a cocaine lawyer. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme?
1: This month, our theme is Johnny Law. We're watching any movie that involves the cops, CIA agents, really anybody whose job is to enforce the rules of our or their country. Doesn't matter. Last week, we watched Cop Out, which was fucking something. (laughs) Wasn't it? Casey, this week was your turn. What did we watch?
0: From 1988, we watched Above the Law. With Steven Seagal, <laughs> and we're gonna record oh, the whole no. thing just like this.
2: You gotta start. You're not Will Sasso. Right he did it better.
0: Konnichiwa, spreken Japanese. Okay, okay, okay. We we did talk uh, briefly about does Steven Seagal speak Japanese, and I think it's yes. I actually think he is fluent in Japanese. It's like the one thing he didn't lie about, like trafficking women. But um. <laughs> I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole because someone's got another kind of hole for me.
2: Yeah, Case, before we go too far down that (laughs) rabbit hole, we're going to need an elevator pitch for Above the Law where you sell us this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You have just joined the Chicago police force and you're about to do a great job, except for one thing that's getting in your way. You didn't know that your partner was going to be Pam Greer. And so, Oof. in the ten seconds before you take a bullet, because your eyes are on Pam and not yeah. the bad guy, sell us on this movie.
0: The cinematic equivalent of listening to a small child tell a story. No beginning, no end, just talking. Seven seconds! <laughs> <laughs> this fucking movie! This fucking movie! What was, was also punching! At? What was There's happening? was also
1: punching! I feel like you just pitched me all Steven Seagal films, not necessarily this one.
0: If you've ever been trapped in a conversation with a small child who's like stuttering (laughs) and forgot what the original story was going to be. And then like they just end up telling you about their whole day and this book they read with their grandma. But they don't tell you when they're switching. That's that's this movie. There's so much.
1: Okay, two things. (laughs) <laughs> One, I just realized, like, every once in a while when I'm really bored or I just don't care about what I'm doing, I will do the whole, like, what would I do if Ninja's busted in right now thing in my head? Yeah. And same thing as all Steven Seagal movies, because there's never really a <laughs> beginning or an end to the Ninja head fight. It's just, what would Yet I do suddenly if you're Ninja's thinking busted about, in right now?
0: Like, did you take that package to the post office? You're like, wait, wasn't right. I thinking about Ninja's a couple minutes ago? How did I get here? Yeah.
1: Number 2. You think with all the mayonnaise sweats, Steven Sagall's holes are self-lubricating?
0: Oh. I Everything don't know. about his <laughs> being is self-lubricating. That's why his hair is falling out already. The follicles are just sliding right know. out. He can't comb his hair cuz it just comes out. Also, like I was like, "Damn, Steven's looking rough and it's only 88. He's almost 40 at this point." Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. He's wow. he's making a baby with old cum and Sharon Stone. So, like, oh man. that kid. I, see,
1: I was on the other side of it. I thought Steven Seagal looked pretty goddamn good. But I guess that's also just by comparison to 2020 Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah, not look.
0: I, was, I, I had higher expectations as 1988. I thought he was going to be tight like Van Damme, and he wasn't.
2: I like the hair fill that they did when he does his older oh, shots. When he's they, young? They fill in a, yeah, they put yeah. plug the piss yeah. out of the front of his hair. No, babe,
0: that's not plugs. <laughs> that's that hairspray, that color, <laughs> like that human consumption safe. Like it's like food dye and an aerosol attack kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Wait, let's go through the plot. I have so many things to say.
1: <laughs>
2: First, let's go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. Steven Seagal is Nico Toscani, a man with a normal career path, right? First, he gets really into martial arts, so he moves to Japan and becomes a master. Then, Nico's recruited by the CIA, as many Japanese dojo masters are, and involved in Vietnam. Finally, he quits Vietnam to become a cop in Chicago. Fun fact, the U.S. lost Vietnam because Seagal
1: pulled out. It's so hard not to go off when I see all of the lies Steven Seagal says about himself later in life in the movies that he does. Like, oh, that's where he decided to say he trained CIA agents because he did a does he know his movies aren't real? Does he not know (laughs) that his movies aren't real? Again,
0: he has the mental capacity of an aggressive four year old. Uh, He saw it in a movie and he's like, yeah, I was Aladdin one time. Like, right. No, no, no,
2: no, You watched Aladdin.
0: Like, you weren't Aladdin.
1: Just, I was like, a street
2: rat. Beat that. Riffrats. Like, they,
1: they sit down to go over the movie with him and they're like, Alright, so you were you were recruited by the CIA and trained agents. And he's like, Whoa, you'd think I'd remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Seagal tries to rewrite his past almost as much as Bloodsports Frank Duke's. Anyway, Nico and his new it's partner true. Jackson arrest a drug lord named Salvano. Turns out, Salvato is smuggling C4 in car parts. But mm. the federales show up and release Salvano and friends, telling Nico and Jackson that they ruined their undercover investigation.
0: Okay, what the fuck, Dave? Are you just gonna call his partner Jackson and not put some fucking respect on it? It's Pam Greer!
1: All right. Pam Greer! Yeah! That's fair. I'm torn between Pam and Nico's wife, who's played by Sharon Stone, and it's 1988,
0: um, Sharon. Yeah, you're about oh, to see her yeah. pussy in a couple years.
2: Yeah. I guess at least you didn't say Nico's priest friend, Dave, because after revealing to Nico that their church is a secret sanctuary for immigrants, the priest is blown to bits during mass. Thanks, Ice. Ah. (laughs) I said
0: it. Fuck them.
1: Whoever could have done that. Nico assumes that the only people with bombs is (laughs) Salvano and goes back after him, despite the warnings from the Federalis to leave him alone. Nico doesn't listen and loses his badge, just like Willis and Morgan did in Cop Out.
0: But he's above the law, David.
2: Not yet, Casey. Not yet. First, Nico has to get his family out of Chicago, because it turns out that Salvano is working with Nico's former CIA boss and known torturer, Zagon. And one of the sanctuary priests witnessed Zagon torturing people, which is why they bombed the church.
1: Yeah. So, despite not getting the priest, Zagon shows up and begins to use his special set of skills on him—torture. <laughs> <laughs> That's his skill. Of course, Nico shows up, and we have a firefight.
0: Because he's above the law.
2: Yeah. Case, you he's got it. That time. Not a anymore.
0: Just shoot everything.
2: Right. So Jackson gets wounded, and Nico goes after Zagon. Zagon isn't being held accountable because he's also above the law. So Nico decides to be above the law. You're goddamn right. Too bad for Nico, he gets captured by Zagon. Zagon is all like, "I'm about to torture you, son. Have some of this sweet, sweet
1: heroin." No, Oosh, no, that's, that's not the way heroin. I got
2: written up at work.
1: <laughs> we sentence you to lifelong addiction.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And a First good evening. First, free.
1: No, it's not heroin, Jay. It's truth serum slash torture juice slash oh. probably heroin.
0: <laughs> yeah, the guy was like, hey, it's going to feel like your veins peed their pants. Enjoy. I love it. Like, when he does that to the priest, I was like, oh, okay, well, you don't need to, like, feel like you're really selling it, and you don't have to. <laughs> just, just let them be on heroin. <laughs>
2: Zagon's torture boner is a weird thing because that actor was real into the torture. Too into it.
1: One of my favorite movie tropes is the torturer who's always got to give a little monologue. He's way (laughs) too into the act of torturing. The happy sadist. Fucking top shelf second level villain. They're always great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nico breaks out and goes after Zagon, who's trying to kill a senator that's investigating him. So maybe Zagon isn't above the law.
2: Well, I know who is. Nico akitos his way through Zagon's henchman limbs because he is above the law, and by that I mean Nico just straight up kills him, all of them, Zagon included.
1: Movie ends with Nico deciding to tell the senator everything, including all about Zagon's torture fetish when they were in Viet Goddamn Nam.
0: We knew what we were getting into this week. But we forgot what we were getting into. every Seagal
1: movie hits like that.
0: All three of us attempted to watch this movie (laughs) and didn't successfully do it in the right order. a couple tries. Jay, you said you fell asleep.
2: No, no, no. No, I watched it all. I fell asleep immediately afterwards. I didn't, because I was going to do the plot last night, but I
1: passed out. I watched all of it. I just got drunk.
0: Well, Dave and I... Oh, okay. Well, I <laughs> whacked the fuck out. Not from drunk, I just know. from sleep. So, if you have a cranky baby, you should put on this movie. Steven Seagal's great for kids. Uh, no, no. I We all kind of knew what to expect coming into this movie because we've seen this film before. More than once. But there's this, like, this, what's the word? This, like, nebula of Steven Seagal films yeah. that kind of just kind of... Oh, yeah. Schmig together. And Hello. I forgot. I, I knew Pam Greer was in this one, but I don't know why I thought this was going to be the Jamaican Samurai Sword one. And it wasn't. And I was really sad. Why is
2: Pam Greer three He's... years younger than Steven Seagal, but looks 20 years younger?
0: Oh, I don't know. He looks <laughs> like if you would have shaved Bigfoot. <laughs> He looks like a fucking cryptid. His body shape is terrible. Steven Seagal has the shoulders of James Khan. You remember in The Godfather where he looks like a fucking scarecrow yeah. because he's all shoulders yeah. and the rest of him is weirdly proportioned. Yeah. That's like Steven Seagal wearing a, a tank top is absolutely upsetting. Um, but if you want to scale it back from the upsetting then you just watch a clip of Steven Seagal running because he runs like Stuart <laughs> from Mad TV. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. Like, his elbows are down really far, but his wrists are, like, doing this, like, figure-eight motion. I don't know how to describe it. I wouldn't run on film if I were him. Like, know your angles, and running is you know, not one of uh, them. You
1: Casey, you're not wrong, because to prep for this episode, I looked up a bunch of Steven Seagal trivia because there's a lot of it out there. The man's lived a life. Yeah. And (laughs) multiple pages call out the fact that he runs weird. Which is true. Really? It's off.
0: Okay, good. It's It's not just. I'm not just being a bitch. Definitely not
1: just you. A lot of people have noticed the fact that Steven Seagal doesn't really run like a normal human, or at least like you would expect a man shaped like Steven Seagal to.
2: Okay, now my dream is to have a foot race between Steven Seagal and Tom Cruise. Oh my god. Tom Cruise (laughs) would him. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's yeah, he's not fit. like Steven Seagal runs like like um, a sea lion who was just given a human body. <laughs> That's the best okay. way I can describe it. That's okay, what but he running fucking runs
1: aside. Like. I will give a little bit of credit where it's due. 1988 Steven Seagal still looks pretty badass in terms of Steven Seagal. I'm not saying he's in great yeah. shape. He's not. He never has been, and the man has always been oddly no, shit. solid he's still shame, got a but he does look like someone who will break your arm over a spilled beer at the bar.
0: Looking like a domestic abuser isn't really uh, something you should put on a resume, Dave. Care-
1: like, <laughs> I'm just saying, when it's the character he's playing, at least he looks like it, versus modern-day Steven Seagal, who looks like Will Sasso playing Steven Seagal, it doesn't
0: <laughs> You know what? On the upside, he did get his fucking nose broken on the set of this movie. At the end when Zagon is beating the shit out of him, he puts a glove on and like smashes him in the face. Well, he really connected yeah. and fucked his nose up. So, that's my little yeah. bit of light in this world. I, Good for you, I I do have
1: to give Seagal credit for a mild renaissance in the martial arts film industry though, because prior to Seagal's sort of heyday, most martial arts was focused around we're going to do flips and all these crazy kicks and these fast punches and the like. And then Seagal comes in with his Aikido and just shows, no, actually, I'm just going to brutalize the human body in a very effective way. It's going to look <laughs> super cool on screen.
2: And, and above the law, he's quite fast. Like, uh, one of the things that's impressive is that he moves like a trained martial art. I mean, he is, right? right. So, so you see him yes. moving very quickly, grabbing people. He does a really... A couple times he does a really good move where he grabs someone by the arm, yanks them, and fucking just clotheslines them, and it is just savage looking. Right.
0: It is the most aggressive clothesline <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And it's so fast. Yeah, like he it's is good. Bad, it looks good back to save
1: his fucking life, but he is a damn good martial artist, <laughs> at least in nineteen eighty-five to nineteen ninety-three-ish.
0: I do believe. I mean, as much shit as we give him, because let's be honest, he's a trash human being. And we oh, can terrible. talk as much shit as we want to
2: about him. So though. are we? Um, so it, it in his fits. heyday,
0: though, like he was a he was a
2: dangerous dude. Yeah, like, for sure. He lies
0: about everything, but he's not <laughs> lying about the Aikido training. Like the the dude is legit as fuck.
2: Although I still say, ten days out of ten, Van Dam would have fucking buried him.
0: Okay, spe- We brought up Pam Greer earlier. The movie goes to great lengths. To make Pam Greer flirt with Steven Seagal. And I think that's something that Steven made the fucking director do. I'm sure. Which I hated every part of it. And like they were openly flirting in front of his wife who just shit out a kid. And I was (laughs) like, oh, hell no. Hell no. That post that post-departum would have her fucking hands around his neck. Absolutely. Or his service weapon turned on him.
2: What's really impressive about Pam Greer is what Casey said earlier. Above the Law has absolutely terrible dialogue, and Pam Greer does a good job of selling it. Like, she actually acts and does a great job in this movie, which is surprising given the garbage she's working with.
0: It's Pam Greer, baby. Sure.
2: She she cites this movie as a movie that she really likes because of how she got into her character.
1: So, okay. I mean, when we've already referenced the fact that one of his primary traits as an actor is that he looks like a domestic abuser, it does make it a little weird to have other (laughs) characters flirt with that character.
2: Uh, You know, one of the other things I like about Above the Law with Steven Seagal is it's one of the few movies where Seagal actually gets injured in the film.
1: Yeah, they're not afraid to show Seagal getting hurt, which is also something that wasn't necessarily new in martial arts movies, but to really show injury and not just, like, a slash, and now there's blood that someone clearly smeared on the body
2: yeah when he gets captured by zagon at the end and his nose broken it actually they right. put blood all over him they make him get defeated and captured and and later seagal will put into his contract that he can't <laughs> get <to> fight so <laughs> it's nice to have some right. fucking actual it, combat in this good and to some see trauma him get hurt.
0: i'm not gonna say it's a kink to have him get his ass beat but it's not a turn off either <laughs> so that's how i feel
1: Jay, you mentioned that the dialogue in this that Pam Greer was working with was pretty terrible. Would it shock you to learn that Steven Seagal co-wrote this film?
2: No, not at all. Not at
1: all. That makes all of the sense. explains a lot of the really bad dialogue because every line Steven Seagal has ever written, he starts with, how awesome does this make me sound?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like a little kid telling a story. And then
1: he moves on to, would a human being say this? Never. He never asked that question. It's (laughs) just the first question.
2: No. And all of the people that are talking to him are talking about how great he is. So, yeah, that makes all of the
1: sense. Right. So, like, him working with the CIA, in what way was that necessary for the plot?
2: Not at all. Not
0: at all. I still don't, I mean, like, I know I fell asleep, but I watched like, I'm only missing like 20 minutes of the movie, and I doubt they explained everything in that 20 (laughs) minutes. But no, it makes no sense. Why would he be there? Also, when he was in Vietnam in the CIA, he's wearing like full ass fatigues and a big ass long scarf. <laughs> no wonder you're sweating your ass off, dude. You better be hydrated. Yeah, no, all hydrate.
2: What was that look? What was that look? Why did he have a giant scarf like that's rolled around his neck and then goes all the way down to his fucking crotch
1: now that's that's his thing he loves neck accessories man he's been wearing a keffiyeh for like the last 17 years (laughs) i mean i love scarves too but like if i'm in the fucking jungle i'm not wearing a scarf right realistically even the vietnam stuff wasn't really necessary we could have started with him as a cop in chicago all of that shit was just because steven seagal wants to have more lines that show how cool steven seagal is Bro, you treat human limbs like glow sticks. Show, don't tell. (laughs) If there was a fight between
2: Steven Seagal and Frank Dukes, who would you bet on?
1: Oh, God.
0: Uh... I would bet on whoever has to listen to either one of them tell that story that they killed themselves before they ever reached the (laughs) pinnacle. Because I know I would rather die than listen to two fucking pathological liars try to tell me about a fight they
1: had. If I gotta put money down, I'm putting the money down on Steven Seagal. At the very least, I know that Steven Seagal is a trained martial artist at a pretty high level in at least the one skill of Aikido. It's been a while since he really practiced, I think. But, like, so far as I know, Frank Dukes is, like, adequate at best and has never actually performed in a public setting. So Okay, case? Case, who would you vote for? Or who Case, who would you bet on?
0: I'm gonna kill myself before I ever reach the end of the story. <laughs> That's I'm gonna bet on myself to know when to end it, and it's gonna be immediate and messy.
2: Okay. I would bet on Frank Dukes. And here's why. I've seen professional Aikido competitions, and it's one man with a rubbery dildo trying to come at another man who tries to throw the man with the rubbery dildo, and it is both hilarious and sad at its highest level. So I think even a mediocre Frank Dukes could take out a high-performing Steven Seagal, especially if Frank
1: has a rubber tildo. I think you may want to double-check what sites you're watching Aikido on, Jay.
2: <laughs> Dude, Pornhub has you know all, all the best You know
0: that Hamster X Aikido <laughs> challenge? You
2: know how it is.
0: Would that be considered street dick games? Because they <laughs> dropped that word in this movie, and I'm still trying to figure out what street dick games, you and your street dick games, yeah,
1: Steven. I haven't mean, really been able to piece I don't that. Don't know what street are street dick are. games? I don't know.
0: I have no clue. Casey at Shitty Cinema, if you know what street dick games are, maybe please street, email me.
2: Maybe street dick games are what you play, like, when you harass people, or maybe maybe that's, like, trying to pick up women, right? It's the street dick games. Like, I'm trying oh. to get some broad.
0: I'm picturing, like, um, hopscotch, but instead of like the boxes, it's just all in dick shapes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the Italian youth of the 80s in Chicago were doing, but they were street dick games, and I don't know if that's healthy. I don't have a kid, but I don't think I'd want it playing street dick
2: games. Wait, is it is it hop dick or dick scotch?
0: I, listen, I'm working <laughs> 80 hours a week as a cocaine lawyer, and I don't have time to watch my kids all the time, because that's another one. This, this movie introduced me to so many things that I didn't know. Cocaine lawyer. Cocaine lawyer. Do you pay him in cocaine? Does he defend you in cocaine cases? Is he made of cocaine? Yes. Does he is legislate he cocaine? He's the
1: lawyer you see in your brain when you've taken way too much cocaine.
2: The weird thing about Steven Seagal is the, the strange mix between competent and total bullshitter and fucking absolute insanity yes right like yes. he's genuinely competent and good at some things and then overconfident about some things that he's not good at and totally lies about and combining those two is the pure insanity that oozes out of his brains like the fucking it mayo that oozes out of his pores
0: the very definition of a mediocre white guy <laughs> and he <laughs> is living <laughs> he
2: really so, is
1: he really you, is. you mentioned Richard Pryor and it reminded me I watched this thing talking about why Richard Pryor was so significant in stand up comedy and it was the basically the crux of the argument was that he took it from being a performance that someone did on a stage to the common man getting up there and just telling stories that are funny. And he was one of the first people to do that and it completely changed stand up. Really? Yeah, so as opposed to, you know, the court jester giving a performance or in some version of yeah. that Prior was the common man just getting up there. And Seagal kind of did that for martial arts as opposed to it being about a stage performance and about the physical skill of the martial artist.
0: Yeah, like a Bruce Lee type where you're like, oh, that guy's a martial artist. It's just so
1: impressive what they can do with their body. And then Seagal comes in and it's just like, no, I'm just going to deform this other human's body in service (laughs) of the plot.
0: If okay. you just looked at him, you'd be like, You are a manager at a subway restaurant. Oh, and you <sighs> can also break people's arms. Okay.
2: Fuck, that's a so I was trying to come up with counterexamples right before nineteen eighty eight, and I'm thinking of people like Van Damme who's who's a you know, ripped and, and a fucking right. god mm-hmm. of a man, and people like mm-hmm. Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. and right most of the people that I'm gonna cite pre stephen Seagal really are not every right. man. They are Really impressive people, and the the everymen come out of usually more like uh, like cop gritty action heroes, and not so much the kind of martial Charles Bronson. That... Right, 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 right.
1: Man, right. Oh, it's fuck. E-
0: that's a really fuck. yeah. That's a really good way to look at it, Dave. Look at you. That's a
1: good point. I look. I've spent a lot of time over my life trying to justify why I've seen so many Steven Seagal films.
0: We can wax on and we can wax off for days about. Steven Seagal, the sheen of his skin, and what do words even mean when they come out of his mouth? But I need to know, Jay, above the law, would you watch it
2: again? Man, it's tough to talk about a movie that stars the man that invented the front kick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Steven Seagal is we only kind of a like hero. donkeys for years, right, right? And then Steven Seagal was like, dude, check it out. What if you kicked
1: forward
2: like that? forward and everyone was like mind blown right no one had thought about that in the history of martial arts so it's impressive and there really is some genuinely good martial arts there's unnecessary plots the the dialogue is absolutely trash i don't even know if it's laughable trash sometimes i'm just confused like casey said it's like listening to a child tell me a story i'm like yeah those are sentences i guess technically
0: And then we played street dick games, and then we went and saw the cocaine lawyer, and then I was
2: CIA. I will say that most everything in between the action is useless and kind of boring, and it's (laughs) tough to pay attention. The action, though, is fun, and there's a lot of it. There is no shortage of violence in this. So, I was gonna say no when I originally got into this, because I was kind of bored watching it, but then... Dave really changed my mind with a Richard Pryor comparison. It really isn't an every man. And you know what? I'm going to forget about the boring parts of Above the Law in a couple of years, and I'm going to come back and watch it again. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trash. I'm trash. I'm going to watch Above in. the Law again. But Dave, what about wow. you? 1988's Above the Law, would you
1: watch it again? God damn it. Like I said, <laughs> I've watched a lot of Steven Seagal movies, and the man is just just a horrifying human being who appears to just absorb everything that's said around him and regurgitate it as a true fact (laughs) about himself. And it's to a a point now where anytime I watch a Steven Seagal movie, I'm more distracted thinking about all the Steven Seagal-isms I've heard of (laughs) to really watch the movie. Like, I watched this in Steven Seagal wields Uh, Like uh, he had a knife in one scene. And I think like, hey, remember when Steven Seagal claimed that auction houses use him to authenticate swords, even though that's literally never happened?
2: What? (laughs) Yeah, that's a
1: real thing that Steven Seagal did or claimed at least.
0: Did you know that Beyonce sell, sends me her used panties to sniff before I send them to Japan to go into a vending machine? So, Because that's also not true. So it's
1: really hard to watch Steven Seagal movies without getting distracted from me at this point. But the man is really important, especially this generation of Seagal movies, the late 80s, early 90s, were really important in martial arts films in bringing Aikido and that style of combat into the martial arts fold and now you get to see a lot more of that everywhere it's like how ufc blew up and everybody suddenly understands ground game enough you can have that in marvel movies now that's cool i appreciate seagal's contribution to the zeitgeist so yeah same as you jay i'm probably gonna forget about how terrible all the rest of this is and come back and watch it at some point point. <laughs> and i'm just gonna wander in and out of the room waiting for the sounds of limbs being broken i think yes Casey, how about you? You wanted to bring 1991s out for justice, but instead you brought 1988s above the law. So the next time it comes (laughs) up, are you going to forget which one you wanted and watch this again?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm always going to forget which one it is because there's, like, one I like and four it sounds like. Um, But, like, you guys said, this was actually really great to watch while I was cooking this morning. So, like... (laughs) <laughs> this is like a good, aggressive Julia Childs film you could watch while cooking. Um, but it is a goddamn mess. Again, it's... <sighs> I hate Steven Seagal as a person. He's a piece of shit. He's a molester. He's a alleged... I have to throw that word in there. Alleged human trafficker and he might have a prehensile penis and that's no. what he keeps getting
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah a special
2: oh my god is that the street no. dick
0: game does he How come like feet? asphalt
2: oh. okay so
0: for those of you who don't oh. know Steven Seagal has something unique about his dick and that's how they confirm whether he's raped a woman is if she can be like yeah he comes cinder blocks he's like okay we got to pay her off. <laughs> so that's how he keeps getting his shit out of court is when they're like yeah he's got a prehensile dick and can swing around a stripper pole. That's why he keeps getting out of shit. Um. So anyway. I, am I going to pay for it? No, fuck that guy. Am I going to steal this movie and watch it again and be disappointed? Yeah, absolutely. fucking yeah! It's Pam Greer. Wow. She's a fucking gem. I'm going to think it's the one with the Jamaican sword twin. And yeah, I guess I will. But fuck you, Steven Seagal. You're a piece of shit and your hairline's gone. All right, that's our verdict. Three out of three of us are total
2: pieces of yeah. shit and would watch <laughs> this movie again. Yeah, yeah.
0: Bonus prize if you can stay awake the whole time or sober, <laughs> um, but it's yet to happen. Uh, but next week, Dave, can you do us one better?
1: Can I you- don't know about better. I'm hoping we're going to have a little bit more fun with it, at least. Next week, I'm jumping ahead to 2016, uh, starring one of my favorite actors, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, and one of my not-so-favorite actors, God, Kevin fucking Hart. We're going to be watching Central Intelligence. Why? I like Dwayne, man. I want to too. He's always I fun. love Kevin Hart. I'm a trash bag. Sue me.
0: I thought you were gonna say I'm attracted to him and I was like, get out of <laughs> He's here. He's too short. Yeah. Get out of here.
2: He's too short. I need a man okay, that's larger
0: listen, than I'm me. Okay, And I'm tall for a me. girl and you're short yeah. for a man and we're the same height, so don't you fucking talk bad about his height. I, I want well, to do that. not think a lot, Dave, because I'm not really excited about this, but <laughs> I make the big bucks to sit here and watch it. So follow us on social media, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at badmoviesbadpeople, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or plain old shittycinema.com. Check the description below if you didn't catch all that. And if you want to help us out, give us a thumbs up on Facebook or share this podcast with friends. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, go to Vietnam, and impress someone we're torturing. Because isn't that what makes it worth it?